Welcome back into ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. This is the great Scott Show. I'm Scott Prather. ESPN Lafayette now, 103.3 on the FM, 1420 on the AM, and streaming worldwide. For those of you listening via the stream, that's brought to you by Champagne's Mark in the Oil Center. Champagne's going the extra mile. I got a king cake from there recently. It was uh, the Mardi Gras holiday, which is now in the rear view. But, um, you know, it was it was a busy holiday for the UL softball team. They played a lot of games, whether you circle back to um, Yvette Girard Field last week or out in Youngsville for the Mardi Gras Mambo this past weekend. And we're scheduled to play on the road yesterday, but uh, that got postponed. So here to talk to us about all that and more, the head coach, of the Rage Cajun softball team, Coach Jerry Glasgow. Good morning, Coach. How are you? Good morning. Doing great. So I, I talked to you um, Sunday, along with a few other members of the press, uh, after the uh, 8-0 loss to Alabama. And, you know, I asked you, what was your message to the team after the game? And you very bluntly said, we're just not good enough right now. Now, I you did say... We have the talent to be good enough, but we're we're far from sort of reaching that potential. And you and I talked before the season, and you said, "Look, it's it's going to take some time. I you know I gotta I gotta be patient here." So now you're you're several weeks into the season. What have you learned about your team to this point, and what are you still trying to figure out here as we enter March? Well, we're two weeks into the season, and. You know, we're we're not several weeks. We're two weeks in the season, and we're not good enough. And we've got talent, and we we can be good enough. I have absolutely no doubt if we push the right buttons and if we make the right decisions and if we handle the practice opportunities correctly and we we blend this team together, I, I think we can be good. And I think what I've been telling the kids since January is, when you're on that field and when you're in that starting lineup, you make sure we win that day. And and I think now they're starting to understand what I'm saying because, you know, we just got to keep getting better and fight harder. And, and, you know, the kids in the dugout can have an effect on the game. The kids that are not playing, they can have a, an effect on the game with their attitude, with their enthusiasm in the dugout, with the way they support their teammates. But the but the biggest decision makers in the game, the ones that have the biggest opportunity to affect the game, are the ones that are on the field competing, the ones that are, you know, in the ring, so to speak. And um, what we have to develop is is the kids that are, you know, in, in the starting lineup each day representing our program, their leadership and their fight and their uh, effort and their focus and all the things that go into how well they compete each day, we have to be sure they they value those opportunities and they value that moment. And I think that's where a young team and a new chemistry, you know, has an opportunity to get better. Um, and so you look at the the results, I mean, they're just, they're mixed, and, and you have some games where they look so dominant and so good, and and then the Alabama games were just just really disappointing to me. And um, you know, I don't mind when you play those kind of games. You're you're going to win some, and you're going to lose some, and 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 you 
you don't mind that. You don't mind losing when you're playing teams like Alabama, but you want to compete really well. And if we go out and we get beat two to one or three to two or even three to one, I can accept that as a head coach, but when you get beat eight to nothing, nine to one, I don't accept that at all. I, I, it's just shocking to me that we allowed that to happen, and and so the, you know that's that's what we've got to address that and and find a way that we just you know the wheels can't just come off when you get behind and you face a little bit of adversity. You can't just uh, you know do the things that you do when you allow a team to just score that many runs and. And, you know, those things are like errors and bad pitches and walks and hit by pitches and, you know, bouncing the ball off the backstop and uh, just not competing in the game. And, and, and you know, we always tell our team, like, we want to be the best come-from-behind team in America. When we get behind, we want, we want to thrive in that aspect. But you can't do that if you can't stay on the field in the sixth or seventh inning. You have to be – you have to extend the game. You have to prolong the game. And give your hitters that time to <laughs> to adjust. And one of the strengths of our offense has always been we can adjust. We'll adjust to the pitcher and get better late in the game. And and when we've had big victories over, you know, the Power Five teams like Florida, we come from behind from four to nothing, and and I think six to one, something like that. Big both days on Saturday and Sunday in Florida in 2020, we come from behind late in the game and win the game. But but you can't do that if you let don't get the game to go the full seven innings. So that's where I think we can get better. We simply, you know, learn how to minimize damage, learn how to take a punch, so to speak, and and stay on your feet and and play through the, that rough inning and don't let it and don't let those innings get huge. Which is all things that young teams have to learn and, and they have to do. And and then we've got some great players that just haven't seen the field yet in these games and I wanted to I, one of the things that's really important to me is to try to maintain team chemistry and team you know, we got a really good we've, I feel like we've got a really good attitude in practice with the young kids and the older kids coming together but I think it's important to give the older kids the first opportunity and that's what we did against Alabama and now you know now we're going to mix in some of the younger kids and and we'll we'll see how we compete in in these next few big games that we've got with LSU coming up this weekend and and Texas down the road and and then when we get into conference with Troy and South Al and Texas State. Yeah, the uh, the LSU crossover happening this week, and you guys have LSU tomorrow night at home. You at Gerard Field at Lamson Park, and then on Friday, Central Connecticut State in Louisiana Tech, and then on Saturday, you guys are in Baton Rouge at LSU. You just said that there's some young players you want to get in to the lineup to give them some more run um, as you're, you know, still trying to tinker with the lineup. Who are a couple of players that, that you anticipate getting a, a little bit more of a run this upcoming week? Well, I, I definitely want to see a player like Sam Grader. You know, I think she's, I think right now she's batting almost 700, you know, and She's, she's something like seven for 11, not enough at bats. I mean, you can go from 700 to 400 in a in a couple of games if you have 0 for games. But Sam Sam Grader has just really hit the ball well for us, and she's been a great teammate. Uh, she's she's done everything we've asked her to do and been patient. And, you know, I'm definitely going to get her really involved this weekend. Uh, I, I, we let Falterman, uh, 
get some starts last weekend. She responded brilliantly. Maddie Hayden's been brilliant. Um, Lainey Crater's been brilliant. And so it's hard to get all of those. You know, we got some a lot of really talented freshmen. Stormy Cops will next to be in leadoff. And, you know, those kids all be here for four years. So we're trying to get them on the field, but it's like, you know, you want to keep your veterans out there too. Um, and so it's kind of tricky. And so we're just going to have to uh, make those moves. But that's that's definitely one that I want to get in. The other player intri- intriguing, uh, I just really, I mean, Jenna Keene is not, a, uh, she's not a freshman. She's an older upperclassman and a tremendous base runner. Uh, I tell the team all the time when she's, I feel like when she's uh, playing, she's the best base runner in college softball. And I've been using her quite a bit off the bench, but she's 8 for 14 and hitting 571. So she's got to get out. I've got to put her back in the lineup and get her out in the outfield. She's a tremendous defensive player as well. So I want to see her get in there. Um, you know, hopefully we'll have Piscos back by the end of the week. Um, and And so... That will allow us to, you know, that that really is a big thing. When we lose when we lose Piscos out of our lineup, we lose a lot of energy. Um, she plays so hard and with so much energy. We need all of our other kids to realize that. And you know, no one player can make up her energy, but all nine can. And and that's going to be a challenge to our team. And so, you know, that's where those three definitely get back in. I I thought at the beginning of the season. Carly, he's a player that we need in the lineup. We need her bat in the lineup, but right now, you know, she's got off kind of to a little bit of a slower start, and 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 compared to a slower start compared to Greater, I think I think Carly's hitting around 273, but but Crater's on base percentage right now is like 670 or 667, and and batting almost 500, and just doing a phenomenal job. Uh, hitting in the in the DP spot, so that kind of closes off that spot. So we just got to keep trying to figure out and get these kids in. Kramer Ushte is uh, she's off to a, a little bit of a slower start, uh, and and yet we know she was our top uh, one of our top two or three hitters all fall, and so we want to get Kramer in the lineup as we go. So we just want to keep moving people in moving them out and giving everybody a rotation and a chance to op- opportunity to play until it settles out, you know, what our best lineup is. And and that's why I tell the kids, like, if you want to make sure you stay in that lineup, make sure we win. That's the first thing. You know, no matter what you do, if we lose, we got to be looking at things. And and so I think we'll develop a, a hunger and a more of a we, – we've got to play hungry. We've got to play meaner. We've got to play tougher. We, we've, we've just got to become a more mature – um, mindset when we're on the field. Louisiana ten and two on the season, uh, two losses to Alabama. They're taking on LSU tomorrow and again on Saturday, coach. And you know, with with LSU, look, the Cajuns have a, a one of the best fan bases in the country. There's no denying it. Uh, when they when you guys play LSU each year, there's also I guess more eyeballs, right? There's there's a little bit more. Turn it's an it's an in state opponent. You know, they've had success. You guys have met in the postseason plenty. Do you put more emphasis on the LSU game this week or all four matchups? Because you and I talk about RPI and how you approach certain games and things like that. Or are all four matchups kind of the same mindset here over the next couple of days? No, not for me. I mean, for me, 
the season like you know we're ten and two, but in my mind, the way I evaluate the game, it's almost like we're zero and two. That I think we're here to play against Alabama. We're here to play against LSU. We're here to play against Texas. Illinois will mix in there. Um, you know, we're here to we're here to play with the best best teams in college softball, and and that's our goal. And and so. You know, I'm. I don't feel like a ten and two coach right now. I feel like an zero and two coach, and I'm not happy at all about it. I'm not satisfied at all about it. I know the fans expect a lot out of us, and we deserve. The fans deserve us to give them a lot. They give us a lot, so we need to give the fans a lot. And and we got players. I mean, it's the thing is the players are trying. They're they're giving effort, but but they don't realize they can give more yet. And as they become, as they become tougher. And more mature, uh, complete team, not individually as a team, as they become tougher and and more mature, we'll we'll, we'll do better. And uh, that's my job to make sure we do that. And by the end of the year, at the regional, we want to be able to compete with whoever we're playing. And it's a journey to get there. That's the fun part when you get to the end and you look back. The journey is the funnest part of it, and we're enjoying it. But it it. The moments of of challenge and the moments of frustration um, actually are what you're going to look back and remember. And and the good part, if if there's a good part to the Alabama game, it's that we know we have to get better in every single area. Uh, we pitching, hitting, defense, all of it is it's got to get better. And 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 so it, it kind of puts the whole program in a position where you really have a uh, um, mutual desire to to work hard, and so I, I can't wait till we get out there this weekend and, and Thursday night, and we get a play. And you know, at some point over the over the next few games, you know, Kander Lamb has, has done a great job for us, and and I'm I'm anxious to see. You know, Sam Sam Landry has we've talked a lot about, and I've got to get her in these in the mix. I, I didn't feel like. It was a good move to put her out there with Sophie Piscos out of the lineup catching. I didn't think it was a smart move for me to let a freshman pitcher go out there um, without her normal catcher. And she's tricky to catch, too. I didn't feel like it was fair to the to the catcher to try to uh, catch her in a big game with her movement and her change of speeds and everything. So we'll get her involved. There's a lot of reasons we have to be excited. Um, uh we all know that we could have played better, and we all know that we will play better. You mentioned Sophie Piscos a number of times. Do you anticipate having her back tomorrow, or will it be uh, a little later into the weekend? With the with the type of injury she has, it's just day to day. I just don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm hoping, fingers are crossed, that we can get her back as soon as we can. But I don't have any control. That's up to the doctors, and when they tell me. When they tell me she can go, she'll be in the lineup. That's all I know. And she's she's really a tremendous uh, leader on our team. She's a tremendous competitor and one of the best hitters that we have. So we need her on the field. She's one of our best defenders. Um, we need her out there bad. And uh, it's a huge loss when we lose her with the uh, with the impact that she's made in, the, in in our program and and the position of leadership she holds on our ball club. And we'll get her back. Uh, 
as soon as as soon as the doctors tell me she's a go, she'll be in the lineup. That's all I know. Louisiana softball coach Jerry Glasgow. Two more questions for you, Coach. We appreciate you taking the time as always. Um, based on the things that that you said, and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, it sounds like you see, I guess the the potential on the team. You've talked about the talent, but there's still you know a ways to go. That growing process, and you have 12 newcomers. How do you balance the the, the I guess the present of trying to reach that potential? day to day and not kind of get caught up in you know what what you think it can be right like what is your approach i guess daily of okay i know how good we can be you guys don't know how good we can be but i do but here are the things we have to do like the balance of sort of patience but also there's there's an eagerness there right i mean you 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 want to you want to move forward i don't know if that question makes sense but it just, the, as a head coach, what is your, I guess, balance and mental approach to seeing the potential but knowing we're kind of far from it? Yeah, there's an urgency. I mean, there's an urgency because when you're a Sun Belt Conference school, these early season matchups are your, like, to, to host a super regional, most likely the only game we play this year, the way it looks right now, the only games that we play this year that might get you a super regional is to beat Alabama. You beat them, you're, you, you've got you a, a win that could say, hey, I'm one of the top eight teams in the country. Well, you let that opportunity slide by, not surprisingly, with a, with a, you know, with a situation where you had a young team and, and then Pisco sitting on the field. But now you've got, you know, you've got seven or eight games here with LSU, uh, Texas, um, Illinois will be in the mix, and then you'll have nine games with Texas State, um, Louisiana, um, uh, South Alabama, Texas State, and Troy. You'll have those nine games. Those are games that you win. You you can you look like you possibly could deserve to host a regional. So you only got about fifteen of these kind of games in your schedule, and you need to win. You need to win. 11, 12, maybe even 13 of those 15 games. And then you're, if you do that, if you can win 11 out of those 15, you're going to have the committee looking at should you be hosting a regional. If you can win 13 out of those 15 games, and that, you know, that's an easy number to throw out. And then when you step on the field and do it, we're only going to lose. If you only lose two times to Texas and LSU out of five games and you go – you know, you win all nine, or if you win, you know, four out of five against Texas LSU, and you win eight out of nine against South Al, Troy, and Texas State, that's not easy to do. <laughs> that's easy to set your computer and think about and dream about, but it's not easy to do. There's an urgency here to get as good as we can get in a hurry because that's the kind of task that we, we have, we're up against with our Sun Belt Conference schedule. Um, to get that regional on our field, which we'd like to do. Um, and if, if we don't, we've got to get good enough to win that regional on the road, which has been a, been a big obstacle for us over the past three years, or the past three NCAA tournaments. It's really difficult to go on the road to an SEC school on their field. And so, yeah, there's a lot of urgency here. There's a, a, I think that we've got, extremely talented ball club. I, I think the kids don't have any idea how good they can become. 
Uh, it's, the question is, how long does it take us to get there? Um, I'm, I'm more convinced right now than I was in January that this thing can be really, really good based on I, – I just didn't expect to look up here after 12 games and see – you know, Stormy <laughs> Stormy Cotson hitting 500, and Maddie Hayden hitting 500 as first year freshman. I didn't expect to see that. And then you you know I looked up and down, and I see we got 38 stolen bases, and we're hitting 406. We lead the nation, and and our batting average is the highest in the nation. Well, the schedule could be tougher, so you give yourself a little leeway. But when you're playing six, seven freshmen and you're leading the nation in hitting, you can't tell me there's not tremendous potential. And then when you've got a freshman pitcher like Sam Landry waiting in the wings to just earn her spot, I mean, she's 5-0. and We give her 21 innings, I think. She, she's done a tremendous job, but I think she can do a lot more. And I think that she has to be patient. We have to be patient as coaches because I want everybody to know I want people to know, like, the, the I want the, the people on the roster to know everyone's been given a chance. Everyone's given been given an opportunity. That's why I batted every single player. I've started every single player at least a game. Um, you know, so I think I don't, I don't think any of our 16 players, other than Frankie Isbert, who's, you know, recovering from the injury, the other 15 kids have all been given three or more starts. Uh, I've tried to give everybody the opportunity, but when we start uh, trying to seek that level of play that can allow us to beat these top teams in the country, uh, we've got to narrow it down. And, and then I think that when we do that, the kids will start to see the real the real potential that they have, I hope. And I, I, I believe that our potential is even greater than I did in January at this point. Coach Jerry Glasgow has been our guest, ESPN Lafayette, best ticket in sports. Last question, Jerry, more of kind of like a bookkeeping question. You were scheduled to play Stephen F. Austin in Nacogdoches doubleheader yesterday. It got postponed due to the field conditions over in Nacogdoches. What, what did, uh, how did you guys alter the schedule uh, as a result as you prepare for this weekend? Well, that was kind of shocking to me. I mean, they called me Monday morning at 11 o'clock and said they couldn't get their field ready on Tuesday at 3 and 5, and that's you know, I, I'd never heard of a college game getting canceled 36 hours before the game, but whatever. That's what they did, and and that's, uh, you know, I, I was shocked by it, but we needed the days to practice. And so we, we were able to, you know, get a good practice in last night under the lights. We, we went late because of Mardi Gras, and we practiced from, you know, like 6 to 6.30 till 9.30 or 6.30 till 10, something like that. I don't even remember exactly, but we had a late evening practice and we worked under the lights on our defense and, and, um, it was good. The, the attitude was good. Uh, the intensity was good. Um, did a, a lot of defensive stuff that we need to work and trying to get the kids to, to play with more aggression on defense and, um, so we'll just use this and then today we'll go back. We're going to practice again. Uh, we'll get, we'll get some more work in, uh, make the final adjustments and, you know, go over the, uh, you know, we'll go over the LSU lineup with Kendra and be sure she's ready. And, and, you know, we need to go out and play a big game tomorrow night. Coach Jerry Glasgow has been our guest to Louisiana taking on LSU tomorrow at home. Six o'clock. We'll be on the air five forty-five. Right here on ESPN Lafayette. Coach, I appreciate you taking the time. Always appreciate your candidness and 
We'll uh, we'll chat again on Monday. All right. We'll see you then. Thank you. Thank you. you. That is Louisiana Region Cajun and softball coach Jerry Glasgow. You're listening to The Great Scott Show. I'm Scott Prather. Anthony Babineau, assistant baseball coach, will join me in studio at 8 o'clock. We talked about MLB's lockout. We can dig into that just a little bit more as we move forward. The Pelicans are ascending, but what about this moment tonight? Are they going to blow it? Because in the past, these are the kind of games that maybe they blow. Tell you what, though, that beatdown they put on the Lakers Friday night, that was pretty fun. We will dig into that. Saints moving salary stuff around as they typically do. What does that tell you about their mindset this offseason? I'll explain that. All of it and more coming your way. This is the Great Scott Show on ESPN Lafayette. Don't go anywhere.